I'm on my way home. Fantastic. Okay, welcome Israel. Okay, welcome, welcome Israel. And to Possibility Team, I think you're the only two first newcomers. Oh, Natalia. Welcome, Natalia. It's because I see you so often that <clears throat> it feels like you just li live with me sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I do. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> this is just for the newcomers. This is a space holder skill Possibility Team. And a couple thing is, it hasn't really been part of a, a tradition or a, something that happens really often, but you can, and you can come into this team with, you know, straight away saying, I need possibility about this. I'm holding space for this. I need possibility about this. I'm stuck here. What do I do with this client? Like any question is allowed. Really any question is allowed. And And, and it's oriented, I mean, whatever, what does it mean space holding? You know, basically, basically the, the main thing that it, possibility management trains in is holding space. This is the main thing that we're, we're training ourselves into, Tra like holding and navigating extraordinary transformational space. And yes, there's all these dimension of, Well, to hold and navigate transformational space, you need to know how to feel. You need to have access to your emotional body and being able to inner navigate. Okay, and there's all these, whatever, our, our block survival strategies, um, old decision, all these things are in a way for us to hold space, whether it's for holding space for an intimate relationship, a family, a game world, a training space, an emotional healing process. And it really goes to all these dimensions. So that's why basically any question, any question is allowed, but it will be framed up in, in this context of space holding. And so I'm saying this because, you know, even in possibility management to some degree, there can be a, a, a context of healing. And, and what I'm saying is that part of space, part of becoming a space holder or Um, whatever, improving or kind of extending the, our ability to hold space requires healing. But, um, but you, can, you can answer a question or hold space within a context of pure healing, which is basically, um, can you have a better life? Like, can I make you have a better life or something? And, and this is what I'm saying is this is not that context here. It's about space holding, which in you know, in, in another way of saying it is how can I get bigger problems? You know, I feel like I have problems, but I'm going to give you, you know, we're going to give each other bigger problems um, so that the problems we seem to have before are so irrelevant. And, and actually the bigger problems are more fun to wrestle with, to just wrestle with. So any, whatever, any questions, sharing, um, clarity needed about about anything what have you been i mean i'm not so let's see i'm not asking for sharing a, a personal sharing i would like to keep practicing what we were doing last week which is how to bridge your own discoveries into a va into value for your circle mm -hmm. so how to so you can ask your question or share your discovery but how to make it valuable Um, usable, practical, or open a door, a question, a new territory for, 
for the whatever 16 people here and people listening to the recording. A bit. Yes, I have a question, a challenge where I'm stuck is to hold space and collaborate with somebody who is in a totally different context without I like um, my challenge is that I realized that the other person has a different context and a different game world to not create a friction or to not uh, like, yeah, when I say transformation, then it's an invitation into transformation. It's not a must. It's not a, without forcing the other person to adapt or uh, the other way around, forcing myself to adapt. How can I collaborate and communicate with someone in, from a different context in a different game world? What's your purpose? Collaboration, basically, to invite them to have different experiences. When I think of a single mom's bridge house, for example. I mean, so wait, wait, I just want to say, invite making an invitation like opening a door to you know what what else is possible and collaboration are very two different things so which one is it yeah, to, to some extent it's both like it's i i want to open a door and at the same time I, I want to also accept if this person has a different game world. It, it, I don't want to make it like, okay, I only collaborate with you if you fit into my game world. This is maybe my- okay, We're talking about two different things. You were talking first about different context. And now you're talking about different game worlds. Mm. I'm, I'm sort of inquiring about, about it because in my experience also being a game world builder and a game world consultant is collaboration with between game worlds, like basically co-creation of a game world with people who have a different context is extremely painful. It's just really extremely painful and doesn't bring out in life real result, like result except low drama or judgment or separation or criticism, or it's just because then it, it doesn't emerge as from the same point of origin. So what, what like what? This, yeah, that's my observation. I'm glad to hear that. Like, I mean, yeah. I thought maybe I just missed a point. That's coming to me. Like, what is your necessity? Why? Yeah, my necessity is when I'm creating a new game world, let's say, a game world that hasn't been existing before. I, my idea is that naturally everybody else's game world would be different. And how can I still like have collaborations with another eco village or with people who come to visit or with single mothers who come from different contexts how can i still collaborate with them or is that is that isn't that possible could also be i mean that's that would be an answer too 
the collaboration between game worlds, <clears throat> even of different contexts, is absolutely possible and I would say needed. Otherwise, you know, you turn into your little whatever you kind of stuck into your little world. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, okay. And that's my fear. it it also means to be absolutely clear about what is the context of your game world and never letting that go because your clarity about the um, level of responsibility, the distinction that emerges out of it, the practices that emerges out of it, the possibility that emerges out of it is the value that you will exchange with the other game world as a collaboration. And if you give that up, you have no value. Yeah. You have no value of exchange. You have no currency of exchange. Mm. And so that's, that would be, you know, the first <clears throat> uh, thing to distill is what's your product? Like what's the, your currency? What are you exchanging? And then you can make really powerful, empowering offers to, uh, to other game world saying, what, what if we exchange? You know, what if, um, are you interested in this product? Basically, are you interested in the value that I'm producing? But that, that cannot, you know, my fear is what you're talking about is that <clears throat> the bridge house, the single mom bridge house is one game world. It is one game world. And yes, people, individual like you have also your own game world of being a healer and being an agent of transformation or a trainer. Okay, well, that's a different game world and it feeds the single mom bridge house. Mm. Okay, so other single mom will have their own game world that will also feed to some degree the single mom bridge house, but, to, but and the single mom bridge house need to have a unique, clear one context. Hmm. And if, in my experiences, if somebody, <clears throat> I mean, when we're talking about context, we're talking about levels of responsibility. So, you know, from zero level of responsibility to radical responsibility. Basically, if you want to apply the distinction of possibility management in the bridge house, then what you're declaring is a radically responsible context. Hmm. So if somebody has their own game world that is not contexted in radical responsibility, it's like the, the, the radical responsibility of the single mom bridge house is basically more powerful because it's clearer because it's mm -hmm. radical responsibility. And so it will basically eat away other context. Mm -hmm. It will just kind of slowly eat them so that they can be transformed into radical responsibility context. And if somebody does not want that, then they actually can't really live in the bridge house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, that's very clear. Okay. <clears throat> Israel. I'm angry because the war starts today. And I reading the, the book of Clinton and start reading the Nomnos Bar. And these last weeks I only studied the Nomnos Bar and like, I want possibilities to how, what, what I can do now 
now with what I'm doing to to generate more more value to my country, to the world, to the people about the 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 numbness bar. Mm. What what I really can, can do because I start to give workshops and I want to give lives and I'm doing uh, content about this in social media, but like my younger saying to me that is not sufficient. Uh, like I need do more for this. Anybody, Leslie, Monica, <clears throat> I saw you were nodding your head and also Natalia. So any possibility for Israel? I was just like connecting with this reason with you, Israel. This is why I was doing that because it's, it, it, uh, I'm carrying this with me today too. And, and I thought that um, the only thing I can do is like exactly to do what I'm doing. And this is why I committed myself again to the article. But like you said, you are doing this already. So I don't have any better hint for you. I only found something for myself because of the same reason. Yeah. Mm. I can I can share some possibilities that came out for me just yesterday. Uh, it was in in regards with like fight and war. I guess fight and connected with war. And it, it seems like the just, to me the, the goal. Just, yeah. uh, We're still in this practice of delivering your own discovery as value. And so when yeah. you frame it as for me, then it's actually not for Israel. So, okay. so you land it in Israel so that it changes because okay. who he is, right? Wait, okay. wait. If you say okay. yes and okay and nod your head while I'm speaking, what I'm saying will not go into you. Does that make any sense? Yes. Have you ever tried to talk to somebody who says yes and okay and nodding their head while you're talking? How, how is that? How is that for you? I think it hasn't happened enough. Uh, and I haven't been made aware of it uh, uh, until just now. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to say again what I was saying. The shape that who Israel is right now, he doesn't have the possibility that you will give him. And it's not a concept is you delivering the value so the shape of Israel is shifting so he can include these possibilities in, in himself. It's not about a mental construct. Is you're talking to his being through his box. So go, go ahead. Israel, uh, love the fight. Love the fight and aim for connection. I think that's the best that we can do. Love the fight. Love, like, be in touch with that fight. Don't become, like, my possibility is to not become a victim of the fight, but to love it. If you're going to engage with it, like, love it and choose choose what you're going to engage so, with. Well, wait, just pause this. If you say love the fight and you don't tell him what might be the result of that, if you love the fight, this is what, you know, this is what I discovered. This is what is possible. You didn't give him the result. You basically gave him sort of an order. And yes. this is not this context. 
Mm-hmm. But you need to tell you need to tell them why. What works? How how did you? If you if you say this is that to some degree it has worked for you. Okay, what has shifted? What have you discovered? Uh, yes, I discovered that I I was falling prey or falling into the victim place of uh, of the the fight. When I was encountering fight, I was in a place where I was feeling pity for being my myself being in that in that place of fight, and. F- and falling into one of the three roles of victim, persecutor, or rescuer, and no, and being in an unconscious disempowered, I was in a disempowered position being in that place. And this is the possibility that came for me when I said, like, this is unavoidable. Like, I can't avoid, I can't avoid fight. Like, this is happening in my household. This is happening with my partner. This is happening with the people that I'm engaging with, and it seems connected with the with, with the um like sexual energy and how we're using like a sexual energy, and the the possibility that came for me is to love it because it's what is out there and it's uh, a form of martial art like engaging with the space and with the with the other in a form of martial art. The possibility of lo- loving, loving the loving the fight is that you can choose. You can choose uh, uh, how to stay in contact, and you can choose uh, the. You can choose your actions uh, from a, a space of love, from a space of center and love. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> I one possibility came to me, Israel, um, to to connect with other possibilitators like us, and for example, to create a video, like a video message, like to take a stand or something about the num, uh, something what we are numbers caring bar. for, numbers, numbers bar. bar exactly, something what we are caring for. And we do. We show our faces, and we say the statement, and we we are doing this together. And you are not alone. Thank you. And another possibility that came to me is to hold space for people who have feelings like you do, and don't have anybody else to to talk to about it. Anybody else to. Um, help them get in touch with those feelings. Uh, what what I was sensing was Habit, that. Would you just pause for a second? So Natalia, you were actually the first person to have possibility for Israel, and you've yeah. missed your chance four times. Yes. So there's something about timing that is off. You you, you know your timing is not very sensitive. Do you know what timing is? Yes. Okay. So you, you, you haven't found it's because your, your timing sensor is not re, sort of not refined enough. Then you, you're not jumping on, on the train when it's, there's a, a, a moment to speak, but somehow Jorge did it and then Phyllis and then Habet was about to do it. 
And so yeah. I'm in and out, like in the possibility, and then I'm going into I'm going into my own liquid about war and what happened today, and then I'm back to the space, and it's too late, and I'm doing this. Yeah. And yeah, that that's that's what's going on. Okay, I'm saying I I experienced that also, and I I found a way to split my attention, you know, between to have it just this sensitivity to the time to the timing. And, and also getting, okay, that's not my time to speak. And so you don't have to, if it's not actually your line in the script. And it's, this is just energetic sensitivity. And so um, you can sort of work on that. Great. Thank, uh, thank you. you. Okay, Habet. Yeah. What I was sensing, Israel, is uh, when you were speaking of fear fear actually more than anger so my possibility is to stay with the fear to because if you say you would like to lower the numbness bar then the numbness might be fear and if you allow yourself to go first then others might follow instead of what is the war thing basically is covering anger with like covering fear with anger that's that's what bring them into war, right? So, to to uncover <clears throat> that. Habet, I have a coaching for you. Is okay. that you assume that Israel understands you? Somehow you're assuming that he has a similar clarity as you do. For example, the fact that you said you didn't say fear. You know, you Israel, you didn't. You weren't actually feeling your own fear. And that is your numbness bar. So and it so it starts with and you have to say all these words. It starts with you. You know. And in, in, in see the other thing you said is, for example, war is this anger covering this fear. And you say and then at the end you said right. Did you notice that? As assuming that Israel would know that. Okay. He's a man who was born in the patriarchy. That it that is his way of being, being angry to cover his fear. And so you can make it a bit closer. What I'm talking about is to make it closer to Israel and make it, you know, really dangerous. Being, you know, this is what men have been trained for. Covering their fear with their anger. And then, you know, for me, okay, God, there's this all new possibility. How do you work with men's fear? Men's fear. The war is only men. It is only men. You look at who are the ambassadors, who are the generals, who are the, you know, the head of state. It is only men. You know, and you know, I mean, you know, I bet you have that in you. You know, you have that clarity in you. And so to the coaching is make it close don't assume really don't assume anything does that make any sense what i'm talking about habit yes yes okay. yes i mean is it helpful is it yes it's super helpful yeah i got it i got exactly the parts that i was missing out assuming that israel would understand okay. you know, so. even i would say even when Jorge is like nodding and saying yes you know, telling me that he understands what I'm saying. I, 
you know, as a woman, I say, you have no fucking way of what I'm trying to say. You, as a man, trying to pretend that you understand a woman is insulting. It's really disrespectful. Because my world is so different from your world. And really the other way around. You know, the thing is, most men, most men do not pretend to understand women. Most men are clueless in the face of what a woman is. You know, and it's like, I don't, why is she, you know, why is she so emotional? Why is she asking me stuff like that? Why is she staying? So, you know, most men have this big question mark in the face of women. And then the other way around though, women pretend to understand men. Who do we think we know? We think we know how they work, how they don't work, what they're supposed, you know, what they're supposed to do. And, and actually it's a lot more damaging to think that we know. So I just, I'm saying that I'm, I'm going for my own liquid state of holding space for, I think a long-term, like a few months, maybe six months, maybe 12 months program or training space, space of research and discovery about archaeological woman. Who is she? Who is the archaeological woman? And while I was doing, uh, being in this research space of what, what is that? You know, and wh why would I even be training? You know, what, what would be the dimensions that we would go into? And one thing that I realized that I am standing on a lot of shoulders of women who have done work of uh, exiting the patriarchy and discovering what the feminine is. And there's something that is, is missing for me is, it's like there's this emancipation work, which is really this rage work, but, and, and also other dimension, but it's being able to say no and like being able to take care of ourselves in the face of the patriarchy, really men and women equally, being able to take care of ourselves absolutely standing in this other culture called next culture. And this, and this is sort of phase one of what I would call womanhood or becoming a woman or discovering what a woman is. And then there's this phase two, and I'm not saying that's what the phase two is about, but one dimension of the phase two is how can, as a woman, I learn how to love men, to truly love men outside of the patriarchy? And I haven't found that anywhere. I haven't found places where women who have their center, you know, grounding cord bubble, sort out authority, agency, creation, collaborative power, then, then discover this, I, there's something lovable in men that has nothing to do with safety or giving my center away or sexuality or being a mother or none of that. And so anyway, that's one of the, the dimension and, you know, and, and how, you know, how to, how to love men when so there's so few men, like true, true men, how to love men, even in the face of there are so few True men, meaning initiated men, with a capital M. And and anyway, in all of this, in in space holding, all of this is happening. You know, this men-women uh, polarity, 
and the, the shadow side of it and hopefully the bright side of it is in the, in the space of space holding and it needs to be navigated with clarity and, and radical honesty and radical responsibility, even if where you are is, God, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of women, right? You know, and, and that could come both from being a man or a woman, but, it, or God, I keep giving my center away to men. I mean, it, you know, then it, there's a part of then only having women's circle or men's circle eliminate that, that facet of space holding. If you only hold space for women or as a woman or only hold space for men as a man, then, then, you're, then you can have more whatever. That, that dimension doesn't need to be uh, handled, managed, looked at in, in your own space holding. Well, that could be a way to start holding space. That could really be a useful way to start holding space. And at some point in the space holding, if it gets bigger, if it includes men and women, okay, that needs to be also put on the table for yourself and for the people who are in, in your space. I mean, I just want to give an example, and it, <clears throat> I, it's really, it's my fault. So, Hoi, it's an example with you, but I, it's really my fault. Where, in one of the break last week, we were in a breakout room, it's recorded, and I was giving feedback to Hoi, and Hoi said, "Yes, Miss," you know, completely unconsciously, completely unconsciously, and I did not say anything. I let it slide by, and I kept going. You know, it didn't, didn't even hook me. I just like totally let it slide by. But really the appropriate response at that moment in terms of a wake up call for Jorge would have been to say, fuck you, I'm leaving. That would have been an appropriate response from an ar whatever, an archaeological woman who has center ground and called bubble, absolutely know the value of her coaching. So just little examples, but there's bigger, bigger things happening. Okay. Why would you do why would you do that rather than to say do you know rather than to say something like do you know what it means to call me miss? Yeah. Then I'm then I'm engaging at his level. And what I discovered one thing that I really discovered and I'm still really much in this discovery is that I thought I a lot of my space holding came from how I would have wanted to have been held space for. That makes sense? The way I was holding space was that how I would have wanted people to hold space for me. Okay, but I'm a woman and holding space for men is completely different, completely different. And part of it includes a hammer. It includes because, because the patriarchal buffer really to have to have bought in the patriarchy, to say, yes, I want to survive, and therefore I choose the patriarchy as a survival strategy. It's not really a true choice. It's survival, totally survival choice. That buffer is huge. And it's a lot bigger than I think what what we've been talking about. And so it, it needs some kind of crack in the buffer pretty much often. And also a space to receive when when a man finally cracks open and falls apart, all, you know, not just the hammer, also a space where he can fall apart and not be attacked and not be ridiculed and not be anything, basically just a listening space. 
just a holding space. But it needs really both, or you know, it's the sword, the hammer, and the listening space. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, I'm in a liquid state. I feel like my numbness bar went a little bit up, and it was like uh, having a like I want a bit more clarity. I want some clarity about what happened. I can uh, wait, wait, wait. I can look back. Wait, wait. What was said? Would you pause for a second? When you say my yes, lumbar bar went down, that means you're feeling something. So would you be willing to yes. actually admit what you're feeling? Yes. Yes, I'm I'm feeling actually what I meant to say was that my numbness bar was I felt it like it was going up and I and I had to consciously like bring it bring it down to continue receiving what what was being shared. And I, I totally okay so my what I was feeling is uh fear. Yes. I'm feeling fear. Uh also like uh yeah, I guess I uh, fear is the, the, the biggest one and I, I'm I'm okay being there. I Can feel okay being in that fear. I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. Can you say what the fear is about? You're scared about? Um, uh, I'm scared of like, another, of breaking down, like uh, of being uh, like exposed or of being, uh, and even the, there is that the fear is uh, of being, uh, being rejected. And it feels like uh, a fear of maybe fear of not understanding. Yeah, like fear of not understanding and fear of like being in the in the completely unknown. Like, okay, what, what are the what are the assumptions that are being made here? How 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 are we collaborating? How are we exchanging? Um, uh, how how am I learning something here? Um, and what I. I think what I was feeling is that that hammer that man man need to to wake up and I've been feeling that for the, the last two years it's been like like huge huge hammer from the relating that I, that I had with with woman in partnership uh, and it's been yeah like that devastating space of like uh, my strategy as a man in patriarchy it doesn't doesn't work anymore and I, I don't want to do it anymore and it's come to like like really opening up my ears in a big way and my heart in and and at the same time like not not taking anything personally like just continuing like in that that space of of openness and opening love and um and seeing the the value of of our connecting together regardless of um the intellect the intellect or the, the ideas being shared with like more like from like a place of evolution and transformation and the, the clarity i wanted to ask is about what what happened in that last meeting uh, that that you that you needed that reaction that you dismissed i think i missed a little bit that part okay it doesn't matter other people got it so it was probably not for you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
I had something for you, Israel. I mean, this part where you said what I'm doing, what I see being done, you know, what I'm creating, what I see being created is not enough, is not sufficiente. And I think that's true. I think that's really true. And what if that it what 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 if that's it? You know, this is us, 16 people in a space holder scale possibility team in a game world of more than a thousand people. And I don't know, some part, you know, some kind of research on your part to do some and probably a grieving, you know, part of the grieving of saying, you know, you start reading about uh, ecosystem collapse. It's over. It is already over. It is already over. Okay, how do you live in the face of that? How do you have children in the face of that? How do you love people in the face of that? And I think that's a personal journey. It's a very personal journey. But I think to try to run around to put out fires, that's an expression that Devin gave me the other day, to try, you know, to run around to say, I'm gonna try to save this, I'm gonna try to stop this, I'm gonna, and have this overwhelm, this panic, you know, that comes from the fear that Habit was talking about, is only, it's a reaction. It's really pretty much a reaction. And what it's a, it's a, whatever, it's an emotional reaction. And it's like, okay, is, is your life, your lifetime, your precious hours, your energy, your attention, is it worth putting into a reaction, into your own emotional reaction? And I, you know, anyway, it was part of my gremlin enmeshment. I had an adult ego state. I mean, to some degree, I still have it where my gremlin was enmeshed in my adult ego state. And part of the enmeshment was this, I have to do and do and do and do and the next thing and the next thing. And I have been brilliant. I had, I have two bachelors that I did in parallel, having two jobs at the same time, living in Paris, sleeping four hours a, you know, a night as an expert. And I was successful in all degrees of modern culture. And it's just insane. It is absolutely insane. So my path has led me to what do I, what do I really want to do? What do, and, and sometimes it includes, God, wouldn't it be great to just go on an island in the Seychelles and buy a little apartment and just live on the beach? And that option is available to me. Really, that option is available. And I've just found other things that I want to do more. But, but it really... I don't know. I recommend reading, I know, Derek Jensen, Guy McPherson. I'll send the, the, I send the name in the Telegram group. Okay. These are activists, people who have deeply researched um, ecosystem collapse. And we've, we passed the tipping point. We have passed them, most of them. You know, methane is burning up in Russia. You know, it's no, it's no wonder that they want to move into Ukraine. Your country is burning up from methane. Do you know what methane is, Israel? Okay, 
I mean, this is what I'm talking about in terms of getting, getting an accurate assessment of current reality. What is really going on? Okay, everybody talks about CO2 as a gas for um, what climate change, the warming up of the planet. Okay, methane is 10 times more powerful and it's a lot, it's, and it has a lot more in the atmosphere being, um, how do you say, given out by the Arctic, the Russian, you know, Siberia ice is melting and it had uh, captured methane from millions of years, previous years. Okay, now it's melting. All this methane is getting into the atmosphere. And this is what we're talking about, tipping points, is that there are points where there is no comeback. There are no comebacks. And we've passed them. And, and really this, I'm glad you brought this up, Israel, because this needs to be part of our space holding. If it's not part of our space holding, we are talking out of our asses. We're not in reality about what's really going on. What are we facing? Who, why are we doing this? Thank you, Wani. Thank you, Habit, too. Is there anything from anybody else? I have a question about what you just said. And what came up for me is that what you're talking about, what is actually arriving in where we live in our creation. Is there a space, is there a possibility for magic and miracles inside of that? Because I heard absolutism there, that what is, is, and there is no going back. Where does magic and miracles, where does that arrive inside? Well, I hear your question. A couple of things is magic exists. It exists and we, I think we're here because to some degree we experience it. I don't know about miracles. You know, I don't know what you mean by miracles. What I'm talking about here is physics, really pure, simple physics. So I don't know what you mean by, you know, if somebody has a magic wand and dissipates the entire carbon dioxide, methane, and I heard about another gas that's actually even more toxic than that. I don't remember the name, not toxic, more powerful than methane. You know, and, and, and then people, you know, I think people do want to have some kind of hope. And so one of the hopes that even activists, like brilliant activists type Extension of Rebellion, you know, um, Sunrise Movement, anyway, there's many of them, you know, even Greta Thunberg promotes green energy as if it's gonna save us. Okay, solar uh, windmill only lasts 40 years and then it needs to be rebuilt from scratch material that you need to mine from somewhere on the earth. Okay, electric cars need a huge amount of lithium. 
where do you find lithium? Okay, in America, you find it somewhere in America, in other countries also, but in the United States. So I've been following a guy called Max Wilbert who wrote this book called Bright Green Lies. So the bright greens are the people promoting um, green technology. And he's been for one entire year through winter, still, it's still winter, sitting on this mountain pass called Thacker Pass in America. It's absolutely gorgeous. And he takes pictures of sunset and sunrise and the animals that live there and the insects and the birds and General Motors or whatever kind of company is ready to bomb that mountain app, you know, bomb it so they can get lithium to make green cars. I mean, we're talking some level of insanity that anybody can buy into that level of a propaganda, really propaganda. So green energy will not save us. Okay, so, so what? I mean, I'm, I'm saying, you know, I think in me, to some degree, there is, there is movement for what if only 100,000 people make it? What if? What if actually the planet can basically kill us fast enough, human beings, so that it can survive? What if that, what if Gaia can do that? And there's 100,000, whatever, 500,000 people, human being who survive, where I want them to have upgraded fartware. I want them to have next culture fartware because there is no guarantee that if the planet survives after this civilization, that a next culture civilization will be born if people do not upgrade their fartware. There is no guarantee. Civilization after civilization, for the past 6,000 years has only been patriarchal, only been patriarchal. So that, that's where, that's the, anyway, this, it's a personal research. You know, it's a personal, which is not really usual in, in these kind of possibility management spaces that I, I say that, but I'm saying this is a really personal, I don't know, space in me, like freedom of movement saying, what if I write a book and I bury it into a kind of a box and then somebody finds it in 200,000 years and it has upgraded faultware and then they can create a thriving culture from the book I, I wrote. Probably mm -hmm. the, the computer thing will be over. Like the, you know, the, the internet electricity thing will be over. And so that's, that's where I'm working at, something like that. I hear you yeah. and I, I see where I was having hope live inside me and you've given me a much larger possibility of where I'm sitting. Thank Can you. Can you say what it is maybe for other people? Spiritual bypassing happens all the time in the cultural world that we live in. And I got to see right there where I was resting in spiritual by bypass. And you gave me the possibility of a grander exploration of what I'm up to. That's the possibility that I experienced just there. To explore more deeply where my spiritual bypass is. And if I'm just relying on hope, or if I'm looking at what possibility I can bring to creation from what I understand is happening. Where do I arrive as a vehicle? That's what I got. Thank you. And something that 
that I've been yearning for for a while and haven't seemed to have been able to get something going on a regular basis is a group to talk about just this. Specifically, how do we change existing in the patriarchy, especially women? Where is there been? anybody interested? <laughs> Wait, Phyllis, where have you been? Well, I know. I know that we're talking about it here, but we're not talking about it. There are more direct ways of, like you just said, you just gave a very direct way of talking about it. I should have said, fuck you. Wait, Phyllis, you're cutting out a little bit. Your internet is not, what do you want? Like, what do you want to create? I'd like to create a group that is willing to talk about specific ways of interacting in within the patriarchy, but outside of it. You, you cut out that? again. We got half of your. We got half of your wish. Okay. Shall can, I can write, you write it? it? Yeah, well, can you write yes. it even in the chat here and then also in the Telegram group? Because I think it's, you're onto something. Yes, okay. I will. Okay, thank you for this. Well, yeah, I saw that you had your hand up, but I just want to give some space for other people. Oops. <clears throat> I mean, how do you, I, my question is, you know, I'm, I just want to sob now. I just want to sob about what we've done to ourselves. God, this, and it's not even to ourselves. It's like, there's this beautiful planet. There's this um, unique, unique possibility. We haven't found another one. It is incredible, absolutely incredible to have been that Gaia could build ecosystems that are so diverse and complex and absolutely perfect. And the result is we're destroying it. And it's like, okay, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you work with that? It's not really dealing about it. It's like, how do you work with it? Just wait a second, okay? I mean, this, I mean, I'm glad we're having this conversation, but it's, it's sort of like, if, if that is not fueling your work, what is? Then, then you're trying to be a better person are you trying to make people into better people? Are you, are you trying to be righteous or are you trying to make money? Or I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's worth exploring what's the, what is really the foundation of your work? 
so why is nobody saying anything? I'm, I'm asking, there's no, like, this is not a judging space. This is an exploration space. Ingrid, you're muted though. Yeah. I noticed uh, yesterday I was in the train and yeah, feeling in a way about this danger, still danger that happens what happened today. And- Wait, wait, Ingrid, nothing of what you're saying is clear. What, what danger okay. are you talking about? Uh, the, that uh, Russia attacks okay, Ukraine. Well Okay, but we'll be really clear about about this. Okay. Yeah, thank you. And what what uh, emerges in me was to take my fear, to raise my attention, and to work on seeing my underworld more clearly. And, and, and to catch it earlier, 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 to, to work to catch it early. And I'm in the moment really thinking about having an own website. I have not yet an own website because it, it emerged to me in a way that I'm in a game world of a, com uh, of a nonprofit community and delivering there in the moment PM. And that's something different when I have an own website and when I show vulnerably where I am. And I'm really, I, I feel that there is coming something for me to show where I am with my fear and with my sadness and with my vulnerability and and this what 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 emerges in me is that this might be a contribution to new culture i have no idea but this is my hope and you, you said so so beautifully aquarius not not about hope but this is a way where, where I can do something and I can maybe create a kind of hope which empowers me to do something in this way, hope. Ingrid, can yeah. I ask you a question? Yes, please. Why do you want to relay, rely your work on something called hope? Why is that interesting? I just want to say, because in my experience, Hope is a fantasy world. It's something yes. about the future. It might or might not happen. And you have no power at all over the future. Yeah, Zero. that's right. Yeah. What are you trying to avoid by, by relying your work on hope? I want to do something now 
and and the hope moment is for myself that this might contribute to something. Why yeah. do you need that? Yeah, good question. Yeah, probably to to make my pain smaller. Okay. And uh, yes, I I don't want to make it smaller. Thank you for for the hint. Okay. Yeah, you might want to try to n notice when you're doing something so that like for something else to happen. Yeah. And then, and then, okay, what's the pain? I mean, even what is the main pain that you're trying to avoid? Because anger, sadness, fear, or joy. I mean, that's the research, but can you say it now? A part is anger, a part is fear. Can you say what the anger is about and the fear is about that you're trying to block with this hope? Yeah. There is a part. A I have, I have, I say it in German, okay? Mm -hmm. Can somebody translate a bit? Um, ich glaube. I believe. Dass ich immer noch nicht die ganze, alles was an Kraft in mir ist. And I still don't use all the force, all the power that is in me. Habit, can you put your microphone closer to your mouth? That I'm still not using all the power that is in me. Yeah. That I still, that I still yeah. have fear. I bet you need to speak more clearly. Because we really that want to I understand, still, Ingrid. Where do you I still have fear. fear. Yeah. And... and to say, talk, let the feelings speak. You have big feelings, let the feelings speak. Really let them be seen. Yeah. Yeah, that's irgendwas, that something is exploding and there is, that there is more power in me that, that I, dare to use in that moment. Okay. Ingrid, have you done emotional healing processes about past life? Sometimes, yeah. yes. 
about being burned as a witch or killed as a powerful being? Sometimes, yes. How many? Two or three. Okay, that would be the gateway for another one. You know, you might have to up to 10 or 15, it can even be more than that. But each of them are, are unique. Yeah. I just want to say, and it really, I don't, I'm not saying anything about your process, but I've also done processes about being on other planet, on other, in other universes, basically. So that's also about like whatever possible. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to ask for the process here or do you have a team you can do the process with? No, I want to ask for a process here, yeah. Would somebody do with me in EHP about a, a past life, uh, how I cut my own power? Great, you have but a great team. Devin, Carol, Leslie. Yeah, thank you. I write it down. Thank you, Ingrid. Thank you, Ingrid. Thank you, Ingrid. Uh, I have a question around my experiences. I have held space for that before. And I'm wondering if there is a particular, if there's something more involved besides downloading. I, I think I understand your question, Phyllis. You're still being you're still being cut out. It it takes some some skills. It's really useful to have been through a number of your own each past life, especially these kind of past life before, because it's quite delicate. There's uh, a lot of nonlinear turns that can be taken, such as um, anyway, talking to students or um, uh, your master, your teacher, or your students, or your team, if they were there or not there, who betrayed you? I mean, those, those questions. Um, yeah, if there was any kind of contract, what revenge wish, some revenge wish are useful to look, look out for. I'm sure there's more. I can only okay. I can use right now. Well, I, I'll ask people to do this for me. Do you want to do it now? Yes. Well, I'm not going to be available until. Yes, I. Is that, would anybody like to do a, uh, a past life uh, holding space process for me? After it doesn't my, matter, Phyllis. You'll do the logistics later. You okay. Logistics later. Okay. So had her hand. Would anybody up. like to hold? Okay, Habet. Thank you. And Ingrid. Thank you. Great. I would also like a emotional healing process for in past life or whatever experience to do with. Um, Leslie, just before yes. you ask, can you can you share about what's what's the emotion? What are you noticing right now? Mm. 
um, fear energy. I mean, it, it feel, I don't know, but I think probably fear. It almost sounded like anger. Um, like I have, I'm, I'm going to step into this space. I'm going to um, do this work. I'm going to put myself there. Okay. And what's the process then? Look, you can't, you, you know, the thing is, God, we're human beings and you can't really summon say, I'm going to do a past life process and it's going to be a past life process. Right. And when people call me up and say, I want to do this process, I already know we're not going to do it. I said, yes, we can meet. I already know we're not going to do it. I see. So, yes. But I if understand. you have the trigger, God, I'm... Um, I'm terrified of my power, like Ingrid, you know, I, I feel like if I get my power back, I will, I will burn the world, I will burn down the world, and you know, everybody will be destroyed. You know, I don't know what what is the, yeah, any kind of, of emotional reaction, but that is the start where maybe it will lead to a past life. Yeah, I get it. I, I something, I had a sense that, oh, maybe some, there's something so deep that I haven't even gone there. So okay. it was more. Okay, so Leslie, what you can do is please would somebody hold space for me for to discover this deep thing inside of me. I don't know what it is I, because it's so, it's, I've buried it so deep that I don't even have access to, but I want to. Yeah. I want to, so and that, and, you, and then you don't know where it goes. Thank you, thank you. Would somebody hold space for me? for this, this, whatever is happening that is so deep that I don't even know what it is, but I know that it's, it's keeping me from feeling my fear, from really feeling it. Thank okay. you. And Jill. Yeah. I, I saw Gail and Habet and and Ingrid. Ingrid. Okay. Oh, and Ingrid also. And Ingrid. Okay, Thank you. because you have four space holders, let's see. Really, it doesn't really need four at the same time, but you can do two and two and just go through the layers. You'll you'll be hitting layers. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I want to share that I'm really touched by the question. The question you ask on why are you doing this work? To make yourself feel better or to be better, make people better. And, <clears throat> and I feel a lot of sadness. Um, And the more I feel it, the like, I've been sitting with that for a couple of minutes already that I don't really believe in next culture. And I'm doing this 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 work so I don't go crazy. 
And so there is something that I can do. Because if not this, then what? Like how? Like so someone fucking decided to have war and it's happening. And where I am, like hundreds of kilometers from that, that fucking border. And what can I do? I'm sitting on a fucking call in my comfortable apartment and that's it. And I'm waiting for what's going to happen. And there must be a part in me that, that believes in new culture, but it's, I don't see it now. And can I ask you a question, Natalia? Yeah. Or do you want to say something else? No, you can ask me a question. Why somehow, why do you think it's important? Why do you think you need to believe in next culture? Because it seems to me like this is the context like we are in, like building the next culture. I'm and I'm not, Go ahead. I'm not, I'm not building the next culture. Like I'm... Somehow I'm trying to survive. Like I never said that out loud. But this works makes me survive. And being with other people and close to transformation is it's the only thing that I feel I can influence somehow. What else am I going to do? And if not that, then I have no purpose. It's the, that, that's the only thing that, that is really touching me and, and keeps me alive. If I don't have this, then I have nothing because it, it really doesn't matter. The thing to tell you is that you don't even have this. Yes. I don't even have that. Nobody can have possibility management. Nobody can have next culture thoughtware. You can only apply it. You can only use it, but you can never have it. It's more about now it's coming that um, it's about, it's all about holding the space. Can you say more about that? That, like you said, like I have nothing. Like I, I don't have possibility management. I don't have new culture, and I, and I won't have it. In, and if I think that I have it, then uh, I'll be so wrong. The only thing that, in a moment, can happen is the connection and and space holding. And that's it. And and. Is still extraordinary. Like... I mean, I'm saying in that moment, you know, that's what I was thinking when you're holding space for these women in, you know, Rage Club in that space, or, and I don't know what other whole space you hold, the belief is irrelevant. Believing in next culture becomes so irrelevant. It is happening. Next culture is. You know, it's really a bad word. I mean, it's in, in a way, it's the English that makes us uh, force us to 
put nouns on things. But we're next culturing. We don't have next culture. Mm. We're next culture and believing in next culture is the belief is as much a fantasy world as the hope. And that's what always made me angry. Like we are building new culture. And I was always like, so where the fuck it is? Like, where, where are you going? It's here. I know. Okay. No, you know, yeah, you can say it. It's, yeah. You're not going anywhere. It is, this is it. This is it. This is all we get. Yes. Yes, exactly. So I don't, when you get these voices about I, believing, I don't, where is this coming from? It goes back to how I was raised, that you believe in God, you believe in very something, you believe in higher things, you believe in the force that's bigger than you, and so on. That's okay. going straight back there. Really? That's the only thing to do with these things? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it scares me. It really scares me when people start... I just want to appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It scares me when people say, oh, I believe in next culture. And then it's this cult. You know, it's this religious thing that, that comes into the space. And it's like, I, I, I don't want, I want no part of that. I want no part of that. Thank you. Me neither. Thank you. So, uh, Natalia, I want to say, you know, you have parts. We all have parts. And that there was one part that started talking about, I'm doing this to survive. And to some degree, it might be true. It might be still the case. And uh, then there was this other part that's, that spoke that said, but when I'm holding space, it's happening. When I'm holding and, and, that's, and that's a whole other experience. And you, these are just different parts of you. And so you, you don't have to mesh them together. You can be, oh, okay, this is the survival part that if I don't do this, I'll go crazy. And so I have to, you know, this, I have to do this or whatever. And then there's this other part that has the experience of holding space and being jacked in into higher forces and being, okay, that's an experience. It's a completely different experience and a different point of origin, like stand on. Yeah. Just, yeah. Thank you. Devin, it seems like stuff is happening. Can you can you talk about it? Can you say anything? Yes. The for me this wait, scratch for me. This this space and what we have been touching into here is so when I experience or walk into this space there's so much clarity about for me what what to do in life and it's exactly what Natalia was just talking about of of holding space that it's there's no questions about it it's uh, it's almost automatic that I would choose to hold space and A question that I'm having is 
how do I stay in touch with this for longer periods? And notice that there are some things that I've discovered about how to coming to spaces like this, holding spaces like this, uh, and and feeling. These are all things that seem to keep me more grounded in the thing that I don't know how to name that we're talking about or touching on here. And, and I also go to sleep so profoundly too. And I see it in other people where, where even in a, a profound rage club space, if the, if the last three minutes start to loosen up, then people can already exit this incredibly profound thing that was just created. And, and I guess this is a question for me, is how to not go to sleep around this stuff. It's just, it's crazy. But another thing, I, I want to just say this, that I'm, I have been on a, a, a antidepressant drug for 15 years, something like that, 15, 16 years since I was, since long enough ago that I can't remember what was happening when I went on the drug and I'm getting off of it because, because I choose this context and not that one. And the further I get off of it, the more I'm beginning to suspect that the whole thing behind brain drugs is keeping us so numb that we can't feel any of the pain any of the reality of of what's happening in the world and so it's another question I carry now is how to say that how to talk to people about that in a way that doesn't attack them and in a way that invites another really a totally different possibility of living I don't you know I don't I don't know I don't really have an answer for you like this first question about how do I not fall asleep again? And, and somehow I think basically most of the spaces of possibility management is for that, to realize how and what are the strategy for us to put us to sleep again and again and again, and they're all different. And we've been so creative and imaginative to build all these strategy. And so what, basically we're doing anything that works. We're just, you know, try to create and invent anything that works to keep us awake. And but what I wanted to say is that, you know, it's so easy to be, or it's so easy, whatever. It's like, it's easy in a way to be in a rage club and be, it's so powerful and I can feel myself, I can feel my feeling, I can, and, and then like you said, like switch off and then, and then start yelling at your partner or start betraying your partner or taking revenge on them or shutting down or isolating or separating. And, and so this, I, for me, it's like, I carry with me that this is the end of the fucking world, whatever. It's the end, really. I mean, especially whatever, I'm, I'm turning 30 this year. 
turning 30. What will the world look like when I'm 53 years old? I don't know, but you know, I'm, I'm, this is not about positive thinking. It's not about manipulating myself to be happy or to be always enjoying the company of others. Or, but it's sort of part of my context about time is running out fa faster than we think. And and yes, you know, spiritual practices or path. I've been saying that you, know, you know, because we had sort of death somewhere in front of us. Um, and and I think this this in a way this context of. Uh, humanity life life at large being threatened is also it's it's dark i don't know it's really it's 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 a bottomless underworld and you start looking into the war of, Ru of russia and you can it's a bottomless underworld of the people who are doing that and and it's like okay well there's that side and for me it's also c carrying as um i don't know a force a driver uh in in moment to moment relationship is like is it worth right now having an all out war with my partner whatever it looks like whatever it looks like is it really worth it and with and doing that without numbing myself you know because the the easy bypass is oh yeah we we're all dying this is like I should you know I should be happy I should be making this thing work out and that's just numbing. And like Israel said, this just high numbness bars just create more war, just just creates more war. Okay, so I don't know. It could be that kind of question. How do I hold this this big picture, big context as as a part of lowering my numbness bar and not bringing it higher? And that, Phyllis, I don't know if you can still hear us, but that could be part of your space, really part of the space. How to carry this with us in every day as as part of the the practice of lowering the numbness by and being with what is being with what is yeah maybe maybe for that we humans are designed for from for gaia to have the feelings for three minutes like today i feel the angry the angry about that and i do some three commit commit commitment and things that I'm gonna do with this anger to do something. And so pass, and I can be glad for the nature and for stay with my love. And maybe in the night the I see some other thing and the feelings come back. And so I can do more for, for the world. I don't know. I it's only I just seeing that now. Okay, I just want to say something about this word love that's been thrown out in this uh, space kind of a lot. And <clears throat> in my experience, w love is so much put into some kind of construct bag. It, we, each and everyone have put us this word called love in some kind of construct about what it is supposed to mean. And, 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 and often it means like, you know, loving the, I mean, that was your offer or you no know, loving the conflict. It's like, you know, I just wanted to kill the psychopath because I love not the conflict. I love Gaia. And yes, I mean, I hear, I was hearing your possibility about basically exiting the low drama 
um, whatever dynamic drama. But I think this word love has been absolutely hijacked by modern culture about being peaceful being. God. And it's so has nothing to do with what love is. Nothing is totally about being adaptive and numb and nice little citizen, giving a center away. And so I just, when you speak about love, to be really careful about having inquired in yourself about how you've packaged it in yourself and how, where did you get that package and, and how are you delivering it, basically your bullshit to your clients, really your participants, the people in your space. So Israel, <clears throat> anyway, that would be a research for you to inquire what kind of spiritual from your you know, parents, from the world of art, what kind of package you've packaged loved into. And then- Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I bet we just have a few more minutes closing the space. I, I want to keep it short. I, I, I'm speaking in Devon's space, into Devon's space about my experience that I had. And it was, um, I had an emotional healing process and it was a past life process because I wanted to, to check what's going on in my underworld and how this, where this disgust come from that I hate men so much that I don't want to communicate and connect to them. And then I went into this process and they were slaughtering me alive. And I did not want to see that. Like I was looking away to not see that. And they were speaking about me that I'm an animal, that I'm a cow. Like, and they were taking, like I, I have, there were three processes that I had about that. And they were opening me to find out what it is, the spiritual force or love or whatever I can do, this magic. So they believe that it's something physical. And what I did was I went out of my body to not like to numb myself, basically. And you and the space you were holding on your underworld helped me to connect to them instead of believing that they are evil and bad and I'm not to connect to them and to accept that I am a human being, that I'm one of them. I'm this fucking Putin who wants to be right and own the world and want to be superior or whatever, who wants to live in the past or whatever. I like this being able to say, I am you and you are me. And me believing that I'm not you is the problem. Yeah, and, and your space made me do that. That's what I want to share with you. I bet you're talking, I just want to be clear. He, Devin held space for you another time. No, no, right he was holding space for the training called On Your Underworld. Okay, okay. The gremlin training. Gremlin space. Okay, okay it's, I bet it's really useful to say that also as a legend yeah. for Devin. And so people can say, I, you know, I want to join the training and then you kind of yes. flow power in his direction. I did it. I did Devin's On Your Underworld <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Now, <laughs> that's what you get from there. Sign up. <laughs> Sign up. Yeah.
go. <laughs> it's recorded. Yeah, it's recorded. <laughs> it's going on my website. <laughs> hey. Okay, a few a few words that not everybody got a chance to speak, but anybody wants to say anything at the last minute or so. You're welcome to, I just want to say you're welcome to share really in the Telegram group. This, yeah, as a way really to write, I mean, especially for you, or some of you who've written article, you can feel how the writing also creates liquid state. Actually to write, you need to go into a liquid state. And so, and it helps integrate just dimensions that you might not have seen. So um, anyway, that that is, um, the door is open to also write in the Telegram group. So wait, there was Gilles, right? You wanted to say something? Yes, I, I'm, I'm really into this moment of being called to be in this um, project that wants to become a community. And, and Gilles, I, I really see- say We have like one minute. So if you can make it kind of to the- Yeah, point. yeah the magic is about I just landed in a patriarchal project owned by a man where only women working. And I started working already on the first day doing emotional healing processes as soon as I arrived. And, and it's shifting. You mean you were holding space for EHPs, for people? Or you, you went yes. through your own emotional healing process? No, no, I, I held a space for a woman that just cracked emotionally from the patterns in this place. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. Okay. See you next week or sooner for some of you. And yeah, thank you a lot for the space. Thank you for the space. Thank you. Thank so you so much for the space. Thank you. Everybody. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Okay.